Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Greetings, all you weary travelers, thrill seekers, conversationalists, to the Omega Particle. I'm your guiding beacon of light, Jonathan Wiegand, and once again, sitting behind the beautiful golden OPP microphone. Um, welcome to this week's episode of News and Brews. Uh, if you don't know what News and Brews is, kind of go over the most fun recent Star Trek news while either drinking coffee or beer. Yes, Luna beer and brew can be both. Don't give me that look. Brew totally can be both. Uh, you have cold brew and you have beer. Yeah, it works and it's catchy. Just back off, Luna. Back off. Anyway, um, I mean, wow. What a week, huh? And it's only Tuesday. For those uh, that know that reference, that's a deep cut uh, 30 Rock reference. And yes, I know the best jokes are the ones you have to explain. So as I'm recording this and kind of getting ready, I just saw that like Russia accidentally or maybe not accidentally did uh, two nuclear, not nuclear, gosh, caused panic. Uh, <laughs> Russia uh, fired two missiles into Poland. Maybe I assume it's accidentally because they hit a farm. So we're going to see how that development's going on. But hopefully, obviously, nothing serious and cooler heads will prevail. I mean, you just never know. It's crazy, crazy world and times that we're living in. But do not let your heart be troubled because that's take a little escape today. A little news and brews, a little bit more relaxed and chill. So uh, kick off those shoes and button that shirt. I mean, just kick off those shoes and have some fun. <laughs> and one of the funniest things is, is like this happened to me over the weekend. I'm in my mid 30s. I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm middle aged, but in my mid 30s. And you know how I'm aging? So I'm playing basketball with my son. And he has like this like little tex hoop. And I <laughs> I injure my hamstring showing him what like an alley oop is. And and so now I have like this tight hamstring that I've been walking around with for the past week because I'm getting old and I don't like that. So um nothing better being yelled at by your body. But um there's been a lot of developments with the podcast in the past couple of weeks. Recently just purchased a new home which is absolutely wild and crazy thing to do now in this climate, uh, especially in America. Yeah, we, we bit the bullet and we wanted to. Um, so I come to you from a new studio and setup. So if there's been some uh, delay between episodes, that is why. And um, it's been fun. And the, the best question that I think has come over the past few weeks is, should we be Twitter verified? Should we pay the $8 um, and <laughs> be verified? Which turned into an absolute poop show on twitter because he had people being which was kind of hilarious and you could kind of see how it was getting wild but um either way i thought it was funny but yeah that's that's just a dumpster fire over there and besides the whole russia news we had midterms coming out and it was like well john why are you talking about politics and it's like everybody likes politics and i mean we're not giving hard intense opinions here just covering what the news of the week besides star trek because i feel like star trek and politics goes hand in hand so i feel like to deny one is not right to the other because i mean like i've said a million times on this podcast and if you've never listened before there's been instances of 
especially in the original series, comments on Vietnam, race relations. Even in um, TAG, they deal with things such as political freedom, freedom of speech. So I think it's very um, pertinent to have talk both sides. And <laughs> my wife was like, if Trump was any Star Trek villain, who would he be? And I was like, I was like, well, aren't all politicians villains? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's why we love our Starfleet captains, right? They're not politicians. Either way, I would definitely say, uh, I would have to say Goldicott or um, Kai Wynn. I think those would be my two options if I had to pick. And those are DS9 reference if you don't know. So if you're not a big DS9 fan, you're going to be like, well, who the crap is, are those people? You'd be like, well, go watch the show because I'm not your mom. <laughs> Either way. Um, and to be fair, and to be fair for both sides, who would be Biden? And it took me some time if it was Biden was a Star Trek character. And um, remember, there's an episode of TNG, what's called Inner Light episode. And it's when Picard kind of get mentally transported and he learns the flute and he lives a whole life because the society want to preserve their way of life and culture. And near the end of that episode, he gets really old and decrepit and kind of just is hanging out watching these rockets launch and that that's kind of biting to me. He's just kind of hanging out. <laughs> He's old. That just here for a good time. Not a long time, but here for a good time. So, um, and that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Luna, we roasted both sides. So it's perfectly fair. Nobody can complain. It's, it's beautiful. Huge. Absolutely huge. Anyway. All right. Well, we talked about the most current, like political fun events. So, um, I shouldn't say fun, but the most political events that we've had this past couple weeks. We have some great Trek stories coming out that we're going to get into. So, Luna, roll that beautiful bean footage. So this is kind of more of a little bit of a lighthearted a story than what we were talking about earlier, um, you know, with all that gloom, doom, and midterms and missiles and stuff like that. So this is kind of more of a funnier story. So this is absolutely true, and I've kind of deep dive in to make sure it was. So apparently Volkswagen out of Norway has decided to build a quote-unquote Star Trek captain's chair for your office. So if you couldn't get any more needy and you didn't have enough disposable income, this is what we, we can be. And I mean, I've always heard of like armchair quarterbacks and things like that, but how about armchair captains? So this is absolutely ridiculous. I wish you could see pictures of this. This is um, pretty erroneous, but kind of hilarious. It has, so let me get this right. I'm reading the, the description right now. So it can go 12 miles an hour around the office. So if you wanted to um, go to the break room, you could just be that annoying guy that rides his chair everywhere. Um, it has 360 degree avoidance sensors. So, you know, if you're getting close to anything like any human physical contact, it'll let you know, uh, which I'm sure if you buy this chair, you're probably not getting that much anyway. Um, has party lights because who likes to throw a party when they're sitting in an office chair and it has a horn. So I really have to say, uh, capitalism really popped off today. Chef's kiss. That was great. <laughs> and I just want to say like, couldn't you do more with your money instead of buying this chair? Could you give it to charity? We're pausing for big laughs. Luna. <laughs> I know for the person has to own this chair, you have to be really charismatic. Yep. We're, we're pausing for the big laughs that I know everyone, whether they're driving or 
at work. It was definitely rolling on the floor. But I know for one, I will not be taking these puns sitting down. Okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> I had to. It's fine. It's fine. Don't uh, don't judge me and my terrible jokes. Um, enough, so moving on from the terrible chair puns and the uh, captain's chair of the future, um, William Shatner is in the news again. And this time I have to say, um, the Shat has really kind of hit the fan. Um, <laughs> this is an interview for the Times of the Times of London uh, that ran last Friday. So um, William Shatner is again given a couple jabs back at uh, some of the people he worked with before on other projects, most notably George Takai. He's he's the big guy. Um, and to me, I feel like, well, let's just get through it. I'll give my opinion on it. But uh, so um, Shatner's kind of upset. He's 91. Did you realize he's 91 years old? Isn't that crazy to think about? Um, so yeah, Shatner's 91. And he says, and I direct quote, 60 years after some mis- incident, they're still on that track. Don't you think that's a little weird? It's like a sickness. I begin to understand they're probably doing it for publicity. And I probably agree, like Shatner getting called out and kind of being uh, at conventions and things like that by George Sakai. And he's like, look, man, I'm kind of tired of this. This is ridiculous. It's been 60 years. Just move the F on. Yeah. And I mean, there's, I mean, there's probably some truth to that. You got to stay relevant. I mean, have you heard of Kathy Griffin? I know we started the show out talking about Twitter and being verified and make a couple cracks, but yeah, she, I mean, that's her whole stick is trying to remain relevant. She's doing these crazy things online. I mean, logging into her dead mom's account so she can be like tweet from there because she got banned and his is, it's is all kind of wild. <laughs> and apparently the reason is that kind of Shatner's kind of sensitive, is it? Uh, I think the past year, George Sakai said um, he uh, kind of ripped on Shatner going into space on uh, Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin rocket and said that, uh, Takai said that Bezos needed a guinea pig because uh, he needed to see how an unfit man, mentally and physically, and he needed an unfit man to see how space would uh, respond to him. So I think that was a little... A shot across the bow and um <laughs> Shatner says he's just bitter he's just a bitter person and he's run out of patience with them and I'm like well they're probably just setting this up for Star Trek Germany or something like that where they kind of bury the hatchet and it's just I mean I guess you can say the feud is living long and prosperous because it's been going on like as like Shatner said for 60 years and they've traded barbs going back and forth. But at this point, it's just kind of sad. Shatner's in his 90s, bro. Just relax. You're, when you're old, you're supposed to get fat and hang out and not you know be causing a lot of issues. But I would say this: if I was given the opportunity to go to space, whether it be a 90 year old or a 33 year old, I am. I would definitely take it, Mr. Bezos. That's I would love to do that. <laughs> And uh, I mean, who wouldn't? I think it's it's just kind of silliness, you know. That's that's just the peak of it. And so this next story kind of makes me um, a little bit excited to kind of transition away from the chat. <laughs> Shatner. <laughs> so Janeway, I personally think, and there's some rumors to this, that Janeway is going to return to the Star Trek universe, the live Star Trek universe, should I say, not the cartoons, in Picard Season 3. And I'll kind of give my reasoning why. So the trailer for Picard's third and final season um, kind of alluded to Janeway's involvement because Seven of Nine is officially in Starfleet now. I think she's Captain Captain Seven <laughs> um, or Captain Anya. I don't know what she's going to go by. 
of course, Janeway doesn't actually appear in the trailer. And um, besides giving fans some hope, uh, there's a comic series, uh, IDW Stargazer Comics, kind of provides the blueprint for that happening, giving kind of a background. So if you've never seen um, Voyager or if you've never read the IDW comics before, Janeway gives a promise to Seven during Voyager. I think it's in season two. Not season two, I'm sorry, maybe season four. The Seven is, she's going to um, do whatever she can in her official capacity to help her join Starfleet because Janeway, uh, Janeway seven didn't join Starfleet. I mean, there's had a lot of extraneous circumstances like the Borg and et cetera. So, um, she didn't do the Academy track like Egypt was doing. And as we saw with the first, I think it was the first season of Picard, Egypt didn't last long. <laughs> so this comic has actually kind of provided a insight to be like, Hey, maybe there's hope because Janeway pulls some strings and they allow her to kind of get in Starfleet for this. I mean, I think that would be a great emotional connection because I think for I think we're going on, yeah, the third season of Picard and Seven's a huge component of the show. Not to involve Janeway would kind of be kind of a disservice. Plus, as we see in season two of Picard, Seven is not in Starfleet. She was a Fairness Ranger. Am I pronouncing that word right, Luna? Fairness? Furness. Fern Fairness. Anyway. <laughs> and she actually like espouses a very critical view of Starfleet. So I think it'd be great to see Janeway reach out and be like, Hey, I heard what you did with the Borg and time traveling, etc. I would love to kind of help you out and maybe we'll get some love and dovey kind of stuff, but who knows? Uh, we'll see, but there is rumors and IDW may be laying the groundwork for that. So we'll keep an eye on that. And what is that Luna? The doc? I have no idea when the doc's coming out. Yeah, we paid like, what was it, 30 bucks for it to get first access? Yeah, that was on Backfunder, whatever. I don't know. So if anybody knows when the document, document, <laughs> I'm in work mode, when the uh, documentary comes out about Voyager, please let me know. I, I just haven't seen anything new come through the pipeline. And it's kind of annoying because I really was kind of excited to see what they were going to pull. Maybe it's a COVID thing, maybe not. Who knows? Tough to tell. So the last story to the day, um, and dear God, I hope it's wrong because I don't know if I could take this, to be honest with you. It's a interesting rumor that's been coming around. So Star Trek four, and I call that Star Trek four because of the Kelvin timeline, you know, this is technically what, like Star Trek 15 or 16, whatever it is. But the rumor is that they're going to try to kind of do some gymnastics so they can get the Borg and Kirk to go at it. So they're going to bring in the Borg. This, and I don't know if you've been kind of kept up with the new Star Trek four in the Kelvin timeline. I mean, this has been long awaited and really kind of just forgotten the schedulings with every one of the crews kind of all over the place. So they can't get a schedule for, for, for production down. And then, I mean, it's, it's more this, I feel like this movie is more forgotten than dental hygiene at Alabama football game. I mean, it is just completely on the table. No one knows what's going on. And I personally don't think we'll ever get it, but I kind of really hope we never get it if they're going to bring in the board because it's just leave us alone. <laughs> we we don't need this. Come up with something original. I mean, it's, I feel like they're tra- treating the Star Trek franchise like an episode of, remember on Marvel came out with that thing a couple years ago about Marvel, what if? And it was this episode's like, what if, uh, 
Captain America didn't get the um, serum, somebody else did, and all this kind of. And I feel like that's kind of what it is. And and don't get me wrong, I will totally spend the eleven dollars. I'm going to go to matinee to see it if it came out, and then I'll probably never see it again. There's been one gleamer of hope I could find online. People were excited about to see. They're like, oh, they could they could rework the Borg and the the design, and and it could be really cool to see. And I'm like, look what they did to the freaking Klingons. <laughs> I was like, no, sir. No, we're not doing that. It would be a dumpster fire going off into a cliff into a submarine. And that submarine would hit an iceberg. And then it would flood the Atlantic with garbage. Like that is what Star Trek four, if they brought on the board would be like, nobody wants it. We just need to end it there. And um, yeah. So anyway, that has been this week's news and brews. And thank you all so much for listening. We have some shout outs and some interesting stuff coming on at the ending. So stick around. All right, Luna, let's wrap it up. All right. Like I said, thank you so much for listening. And first off, we want to get out to a big shout out to the Where is Beverly Crusher podcast. Uh, They're a really nice group of uh people over there and uh, happy anniversary in your one year. Uh, that's a huge accomplishment in podcasting. Podcasting is so difficult. And so the fact that you made that milestone is a massive, massive achievement. Pat yourselves on the back. That is awesome. So if you haven't listened to them already, please go over and do. I think they're streaming on literally everything like I am on uh, Spotify, Apple. Those are the big ones. So go check them out. That again is Where's Beverly Crusher Podcast. And also shout out to a a longtime friend of the program, uh, jasontalksmovies.wordpress.com. Um, thank you so much for their lovely fruit basket they sent. Um, it was kind of inappropriate because they were all bananas and they were just all riddled with dick jokes. So um, interesting, but thank you nonetheless. Uh, we'll just have to return that favor sometime. No, we're not going to cut it. We're keeping this in. Anyway, uh, <laughs> As always, guys, you can find us on every uh, streaming service out there. We are on Spotify, Apple, Overcast, Google. I mean, we're on it all as well with social media on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. Feel free to reach out. We love hearing from you guys. And next week, we're going to kind of be del- uh, deep diving into a little bit more comic maybe book reviews again. That's one of the first episodes we ever did was on COD. So we're kind of going into that a little bit more. So be on the lookout for that next week. And as always... Second start of the right, straight on till morning. <laughs>